This is a Story Garden Co. production, a media production company where we strive to tell community-driven stories in the heart of the Texas Hill Country in Kerrville, Texas. We would like to thank the Kerr County Lead for sponsoring and assisting in this production. You can check out Story Garden Co. on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Now, to the show. Welcome to How We Do It, a podcast where we, as women, answer the question, how we do it. Hi, I'm your host, Alice Amistoy, joined with Catherine Boyette. Hello, hello. As we ask prominent female leaders here in Kirk County about their careers, successes, and struggles, and inspiration for the future. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. We'll do a little, like... Okay. Welcome back to How We Do It. We are coming at you with new episodes coming every Wednesday. And make sure to like and rate this podcast on Spotify and Anchor. I'm your co-host, Allison Amistoy, and I'm joined with the lovely Catherine Boyette. Hello, hello. And our guest for today, which is the Miss Natalie Peppet, and she's the owner of Gold Cup Live and the newly acquired Tomei Boutique. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. We're so excited to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I want to gush about you just a little bit, so please, if you allow us to. Natalie is a business owner, an entrepreneur, a fashion, I would dare I say fashion icon oh in Kerrville. Oh my. No, I definitely <laughs> feel like you are a trendsetter, oh, but part of the sure. reason why we wanted to have you on the show, and we'll get into this a little bit later, is just... I love the values about your positivity, inclusivity, and uh, just making fashion for everyone and being a really fun community experience. And I think, you know, you're a great business owner. So we wanted to ask you lots of questions oh, and we're just so honored sweet. to have you here. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. I'm, they can't see that I'm probably blushing really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. As you guys know, this is a space for about a show for about women in business and Natalie is a great example of that. So. Oh yeah, for sure. And also a young woman in business as well. So one of the first questions we always like to ask everyone is where were you born? Um, I was born in Kerrville, Texas. <laughs> what? I was. I am a. I was born and bred Kerrville, Texas. True Kerrvillian. I'm a true Kerrvillian. Right on, dude. I was. I was born at Sid Peterson when they were still on the square. Oh, okay. The old hospital. Just the old hospital. The old scary hospital (laughs) (laughs) that we used to have, which you probably wouldn't have. Y'all weren't Mm -hmm. here yet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we had a. No. It was right in the middle of downtown. But yes, Kerrville, Texas. Nice. And so, like, you went to high school here and everything? I, I really did. I, you know, K through 12, Tyvee Fight Never Dies. Dang. <laughs> Full Kerrvillian. I did leave Kerrville for two years and came right back. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And um, one of our first questions is, is a fashion question. Oh, I'll my. Be- this is the one I've been waiting to <laughs> ask. <laughs> Go, Catherine. So, um, when was your first fashion moment? And I mean that as like, like when did you fall in love with fashion as kind of an expression or extension of yourself? And I ask that because I have a really clear memory of mm-hmm. when that happened for me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this, this is a whole world of <laughs> self-expression. Is. And I really fell in love with it. And so I was just curious about your kind of fashion story and where that all started. 
So I was very, very conscious of what I was wearing from a really young age, probably like the first or second grade is what I can remember Wow, really caring about my outfit and is this cool and mm-hmm. you know really like moms cannot pick up my outfit because that's not cool I am not a baby I'm eight you know <laughs> or were you com- like uh, I remember feeling like was I comfortable in it or did I feel confident in it even from a really young age like I wore a t-shirt dress one day with the belt and someone was like you can't do that and I was like this shirt (laughs) and I'm gonna belt it yeah I I had a I have a very distinct moment of which it means true you do have these distinct moments my mom had an estate sale she Mm -hmm. had an estate sale company and it was this estate sale and this woman had like every piece of clothing she had ever owned from like the time she was born wow you know she really had everything but she was tiny and of course when I was 12 that was my perfect size was this you know woman's full grown <laughs> she was a tiny woman did she have it like cataloged and was really organized or she just no she did not had kept it all it was a chaotic estate sale okay it was it mm-hmm. was it was a hoarding estate but very affluent and it was just I remember being at that estate sale and digging through everything but my outfit I can tell you exactly this outfit that I wore to school and I was like I am it no one <laughs> can touch my outfit yeah <laughs> and I remember it was a dress that I got from White House Black Market with okay. a bubble hem. Okay. I had coach tennis shoes, which were the fanciest, just- most amazing thing I'd ever owned. I wish I still had them just because of... Did they have the white? They um, were... I can tell you exactly what they were. They were canvas coach, and the toe was gold leather, Ooh. and they had the logo all over them. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, they're, I mean, obviously, when you look back, you're like, those are awful. But I wish I still had them just for that, that feeling that they gave me. They really did give mm-hmm. me this, like, I'm so cool. But I wore... So I wore my sneakers with my bubble hem dress and a 1950s little pink cashmere sweater that had little flowers beaded on the shoulders and wow. I, that was my outfit mm-hmm. don't speak to me don't talk to me don't look at me I am it I am the fashionista of the world mm-hmm. so that was it. it was grade grade seven at Hall Peterson Middle School <laughs> right on no it was, it was a big outfit I really love it because I think so many people have that experience when they're young and they're coming into their self-identity Absolutely. about I had a pair of my mom had these clogs when she had went on a vacation with her family, like real clogs from Holland. Mm-hmm. And they were like patent leather red with these big white 70s flowers oh, on amazing. them. And I co-opted them and wore them to a high school dance and was like, this yes. is it. Can't no bitch to me. Uh-huh. I can't say everybody else thought I was it. Oh, I was made fun of relentlessly mm-hmm. from the outfits I would come up with through high school and college. Yeah. Probably, probably even now, but it's less to your face as you get older. <laughs> you know, but oh my yeah. gosh, I, yeah. I was like, I'm the moment. You can't say anything. But it's just, I think fashion can be so transformative like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And make you feel a certain way. Absolutely. And that's what's so empowering about it. And yes. that's what I do love about what you are doing. Because I feel like you are bringing everyone along with you. Oh, well, thank you. Truly. Thank you. Ooh, I love yeah. to hear those moments. Do you have a moment like that, Allison? <sighs> or are you not really a clothes horse? Well, okay. So I, me and fashion have a very weird relationship. But mm-hmm. I feel like my first... I think like inspiration of like what fashion could be was like Alex Russo from Wizard Away Replace. Yes. Because I loved everything about her outfits. And I think it was like in sixth grade when I was 12 and I actually like tried to like recreate it, it in my own little way. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was really like the moment, which was, you know, like a denim 
skirt and then the leggings and then the oh, crop and leggings, then, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I think like my fashion is definitely like, I feel like I still like I'm a little kid. Like I still like to wear Converse and still like to wear tennis shoes like all the time, much to my parents' dismay. And, but I'm like, that's, that's what I love. That's what, you know, I wear sneakers almost exclusively. Uh, yeah. And that's what I love the most about you. I'm like, you wear like the nicest high fashion <laughs> dresses and you pair it with a pair of sneakers. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> but you know, I'm so glad you said that because I think fashion is like music that oftentimes the fashion we fall in love with when we're at that coming of age, whenever that is for us, mm-hmm. is the stuff we'll always come back to. Like, it's true. don't anybody tell me a pair of Converse or Vans is not cool. Like, oh. They will always be cool to me because that's when I first fell cool. in love with clothes. They are cool. Oh, you know? yes. Absolutely. And then like pairing and just like trying to like figure out like new outfits and all of that. My, my style is definitely more on the minimal side but even that's like fun and i i absolutely there's a huge place for that oh yeah absolutely oh yeah for sure very scandinavian of you (laughs) (laughs) i went to i went to paris and not like kind of changed my whole fashion Mm. idea oh yeah easy dressing yes and it's also just very like classic and very kind of romantic but it's just easy going but still like put together I try. I, I don't know it. if I work out very well. I don't know if it works out very well. Maybe I need you to dress me or something. Well, but. I, I always accept that offer. I always take <laughs> it, that up. <laughs> yes. I tried to do my first fashion makeover on someone when I was in fifth grade. Oh, I took it as like, a, I don't know if it's really a compliment, but I had a friend come to me and was like, and I don't consider myself as, well, whatever. Everyone has their own love relationship with clothes. Someone came to me and was like, I really want you to help me like, figure out how to dress better and figure out and I was like oh, we're gonna be good friends mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like yes please well because it was fun it to help fun. people figure out how to express themselves I do really believe it's it's a great art form because it's like functional you wear mm-hmm. it too oh yeah for sure yeah and we go ahead oh no you go <laughs> okay um so one of the questions is how did you decide to go into business hmm I don't think I ever decided it. It's kind of like, like landed. Well, it didn't really land on me as much as I was raised in it. Right. I, I don't think I ever had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. My mother is very, very much an entrepreneur, and mm. she really has a go get them hustler mentality. I mean, that's how she, we really, we And she has very successful businesses, she too. She does. Yeah. She does. And she has multiple businesses as well. And she's definitely my number one supporter. She's a lot of my capital investor, all of those things. Um, but from a we want her on the show too. Yes, yeah, she's gonna come soon. I'm gonna force her. <laughs> she has no choice. I'm saying yes for her on her behalf. <laughs> she would love it. Um, but you know, we were raised. My mom worked, and we would be at the estate sales very, very so young. Cool. I spent my 13th birthday working in an estate sale. I remember it very distinctly. It was just me and my mom. I remember, I would go to work with her, and she worked at Moore's Furniture. We were, I mean, wow. We really. Um, she, we, she was a great example of that. But also, she forced us to work when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say that. And we were working in estate sales when we were very young. Yeah. Or at least hanging out at them. And so, it was just always But there. you had that business ethic instilled in you at a very young age. Yeah. So, no choice. No choice at all. <laughs> but I have, you know, there was a, a period of time I went and worked at Shriner Goods. It was actually my, my second job. 
ever. I think I remember that's like when you first came back. Yeah, so I actually worked there when I was in high school. Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. my, my very first job was at Annie Cal's, which was Callie Hensley's vintage store. She used to have an Ingram. Okay. And this cool. was a long time. I couldn't drive. My parents dropped me off, and I worked there. I loved it. And Callie still comes and supports everything. She's amazing. Um, but then I went and worked at Shriner Goods. I left, went to college air quotes, college. <laughs> and I, when I came back to Kerrville, I worked for my mom again. And then I went and worked at Shriner Goods for, for three, I think three-ish years. And I loved it. I loved every second of it. I was the assistant buyer. I was in really high fashion with them and going to New York City and really, really, really learning the ins and outs of fashion. Mm-hmm. But again, I um, didn't love having a boss. Carrie's amazing. Sure, She's and amazing, a great mentor. But I was like, oh my gosh, I... Um, and, you know, I got to do something else. Right. And I went back, worked for my mom. And I worked for my mom for two more years at the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. So I do have a pawnbroker um, background. Nice. Which I'm, a lot of people um, are surprised when I say I was <laughs> I'm still licensed Texas pawnbroker. So I have so many questions already. When you said that you went to college, air quotes, can you tell us about your experience in you know, why that wasn't maybe a good fit for you. You just realized, you know, <laughs> yes. yeah, there's a lot of people who try it and are like, nope, I'm ready to go to work now and go into business now. Absolutely. Well, so my goal when I graduated from high school was to find a husband and marry rich. <laughs> Truly. I'm not joking. Yeah. I was like, I am going. Hey, you, you know, had a goal. Some people don't even have I, goals I when they graduate. That's, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say that. that was my goal. And I went to um, college station. I followed a boy to college station, which was awful decision for me on every front. That not a lot of not, clothes there. Not my town, not my vibe. Not, I just didn't, I did not do well. The weather was awful. My big brother lived the floor above me. And so I couldn't do anything without him finding out. I mean, yeah. it was just, it was not fun. So I spent two semesters there and then I moved to Austin and I loved it. Austin, I really thrived, but I just went to ACC. I didn't go to a proper university. I just went to I say just, it's very, it is. it's valid. It's a huge yeah. campus. It's amazing. Those schools, go to ACC, go to Blinn, do all those things. Oh, yeah. I'm not a school person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I met my now husband and I dropped out of school. A lot of entrepreneurs aren't. They start their own businesses. Um, my best friend, her husband, he dropped out of high school, got his GED and has a hugely successful business. Yeah. My mom was, has no college degree. Yeah. But my dad has his master's. So we got both sides there where mm-hmm. my parents were like, you can oh, do yeah, school's you, great. <laughs> yeah, you could do either. You know, my little brother's working on his master's degree now. So oh, cool. um, mm-hmm. my older brother and I both have no degrees. Um, but it just was not, it was not for me. And I, and I only came back to Kerrville because my then boyfriend, mm-hmm. now husband, moved into my apartment. And my mom said, I'm not going to pay your rent if your boyfriend is living with you. Fair. <laughs> I, fair. I said that was fair. So we moved back to Kerrville and... Uh, we haven't wanted to leave since, so. Yeah. So, yes, I went to three semesters of college and just really just did not do anything serious. I didn't nail anything down, but I have no student debt, so. You know, that's that's, that's a, the plus side. That is the huge. That's the plus side. Huge well, plus and side. I think that so many, I don't know, so many people, including myself, learn, thing, learn by being like, oh, that's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, try yeah. that. That doesn't work out, and. Other business owners we've had on the show have had the exact same experience. Oh, yeah. Like, I think, well, um, Annabelle. Yeah, she shame. bought her first house when she was 18. I was telling her about it. She was like, it's nope. I have the, yeah. She had one or two businesses that she had started up but didn't quite work that she learned so much. But she's like, I accrued debt from a business 
you know, like that way. Yeah. I got the school of hard knocks and she felt was really invaluable. No, yeah. And then college isn't, college isn't for everybody. And no, it was not for me at all. Yeah. I would never, if I would go back, I would tell 18 year old Natalie, don't go. Don't, don't at all. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> Just do don't do it. it at all. It's not that fun. <laughs> and then my yeah. other question that we had that you were somewhere in there talking about, um, mm, I'll come back to it. It was about, not about school, but about how you knew you wanted to go out on your own, but we got lost down that rabbit hole. <laughs> so I'll remember, um, how do you think the industry has changed since you first started? So well, you see which one? Um, oh, now I remember. I wanted can... to talk about you being a pawnbroker. Yes. Yeah. So tell us about what a day in the life of a pawnbroker looks like. It's amazing. I think that. Um, well, f- first of all, when my mother first acquired the pawn shop, it's only been I think this is the fifth year. It's not. It's not been in us forever. It's not our family long-standing generational thing. It's very new. I was terrified. I was like, this is scary. You're going to get robbed. You're going to get murdered. What are you oh, doing? just because of the stereotypes absolutely. of a pawn shop? Yeah. I was terrified. And we're in Kerrville, you guys. We're in Kerrville, Texas. Yeah. I was absolutely mortified, terrified. Like, what are you doing? And then I started working there. In my first probably like three months I was working there, I was terrified. Just con- I think you could just feel this anxiety on me. It is not scary. It is actually, I think it's wonderful. I think it is the best thing ever. You can mm. go in there with no no credit. You don't have to have a bank account. You just have to have valid ID and be 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And you can get cash on the spot. It really, the pawn shops help so many people. Yeah. And it introduced me to so many different things. And, a, you know, appreciation for what I do have and a way of life I've never seen before. I mean, mm-hmm. it is incredible. So, day in the life of a pawnbroker, you never, ever, ever know what is going to walk in. What's going that's to happen. fun like that's every really day is fun. a new day you get yeah. to meet quite literally every single day new there's no people. two days oh my gosh it's incredible we see amazing things we have crazy stories we keep a book at the pawn shop and if something crazy happens to you you get to write that story down for sure and of nice. course we um pawn shops are like hospitals you got really strict laws you cannot you mm-hmm. don't disclose anyone's information nothing you walk in there and you could just be in there to say hi to me i cannot talk about it I cannot disclose. Catherine came and saw me. I cannot say that. Wow. So it's very, very private. But in our little book, we do, um, we can't write who's it, who it is. But if sure. it happens to you, you get to write it down. And at the Christmas party, everyone gets to read their stories. Oh, <laughs> There have been. It's like a HIPAA compliance. You can't say absolutely. who, but you can yes. talk about the story. Yeah, absolutely. I can just say, oh, this guy, you know. how you can't Love say, this. Oh, my gosh. I, I really enjoyed my time at the pawn shop. And so I, my live shows that I do, I am the original uh, I'm original of two things I'm the original James Avery live show yes. and I'm also the original pawn shop live show mm-hmm. wow and also women and all that um if you can I remember <laughs> I remember like I mean if people don't know your story can you just give a brief synopsis about yes. how the live show started and for people who don't know yes if you don't know um so on March 20 March 23rd 2020 the pawn shop we were um it was really the start of COVID when everyone was terrified. Mm-hmm. It was, oh my gosh. It was, yeah. we were terrified. We were Lysoling the cash people would give us. We would hand them a basket and then put the basket um, on like a piece of paper and slide the piece of paper over to it, throw that piece of paper away. Lysol the whole thing. We had drying stations. We Dang. wouldn't, we wouldn't touch it. We were terrified. And as a business owner too, like the future of your business, you just don't know oh, what was coming in March, it was, 2020. It was horrible. And we also had to close our, our doors and we could only do curbside services. That's very difficult to sell things. Yeah. And so our pawn shops are, um, 
kind of an, an anomaly in the pawn industry because we sell more than we loan. Mm-hmm. So most pawn shops make their money through the interest they gain from the loans. Right. In ours, we, we have high sales. We go to the jewelry markets. My mom, you know, brings things from estate sales. We seek out tools. We, we buy so much. Right. And so it's a little bit different than most pawn shops. So we were really scared mm-hmm. because it was, I mean, how do you buy a, a firearm um, on the curbside? <laughs> you, <Yeah>. know? <laughs> you know, big sales like that. And of course, James Avery Jewelry, was one of our top sellers. Yeah. And so I was like, hey, don't worry. Like, I'm just going to go on Facebook. And I'm on these James Avery groups on Facebook anyways. So I'll just scan over it real quick and just do a live show and just kind of show them what we have. And I'll, they can PayPal me and I'll just ship it to them. we got to do something. And people started getting stimulus checks this time. So it was kind of like, okay, let's see what we can, what we can do. Right. And so I looked worse than I do now. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I mean that. I mean, it was, I, d- I looked really rough. I hopped on the show and I said, Hey everybody, I'm just gonna do like a 30 minute like brief overview. If you like something, but it was so authentic me. for that time period. Absolutely. Oh yeah. You know. Absolutely. It it really was. I was in, I mean, sweatpants and, I mean, probably a wife beater like this. <laughs> I am a, I love fashion, but I also love a wife beater from a little boy section at Target. Yeah. <laughs> uh, loungewear. If anyone didn't wear loungewear before COVID, it is an essential oh, wardrobe it piece. It absolutely now. is. It absolutely is. So I just hopped on, and um, it was highly successful. And so my mom was like, get your ass back on that show. Gonna- <laughs> so, sell, sell, sell. Yeah, so my first show, I think, was about three hours. And I took a hour-long break and got it back on for another four hours. Wow. At the same time. That was amazing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we do our podcast, and we know that's a long time being that's, on air. It was like, a long time. It, yeah. It was, it was grueling. My eyes were red. My voice was gone. I was just, it was so mentally draining. And then because after that, I was having to invoice manually and then ship manually. And there was no invoicing system because it was just a live show. You're just saying, oh, I I want that ring. Okay, I can size it. What size do you need? It it was very. Now you have, if you have an person, it's like a really great system in place. Oh my gosh. It's a life, it's life saving. It's life saving. Oh my gosh. Saving. Edit that. Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> no, life saving. Keeping it in. Um, okay, fine. I'll, I'll sign off on that. Um, so anyways, I started doing the shows and I was like, well, we have other things. We have Native American, Southwestern jewelry. We have men's jewelry. We've got fine jewelry. I have designer handbags. If I could sell firearms live, I would be retired by now. Sure. <laughs> I, I wish I could, but. Why can't you? I mean, um, I don't know the rules. It's really difficult because of the background checks that you have yeah. to do. I would have yeah. to. That makes sense. And I can't do it through Facebook. I'd have to find a, a so I'd have to probably build my own website mm-hmm. to sell the firearms. And then I would have to, so if Allison wants to buy a firearm from me, I have to send it to a FFL, which is a gun shop or a pawn shop that accepts that. Then she has to go over there, pick it up and then fill the paperwork there. And if she gets denied the firearm, it would get sent back. I've it's re- a more of a delay a, and a cha- more, ste- more a, steps. Yeah. And it's not just a ring. I can just ship right to your door. You right. know, no, no big deal. Yeah. So we start selling. Probably a good thing. Yeah. It probably. Well, I don't know. I would really like to find a way to. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I really would like to figure out a way I could do that. You will. Uh, hopefully so. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can figure that one out, and then I'll never have to work again after that. <laughs> there you go. Pilot. No, I. I don't think I'll ever stop. But um, so then from there it progressed to, oh my gosh, I love your dress, and is your, are you going to scan your dress in? Because at this point we had a scanning system, which is the best thing ever, which is the system I still use. And, oh, my gosh, when's your dress? Is it available? And, like, this is from Zara. No, it's not. And so. <laughs> it's we, vintage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, all the crazy things. And I would 
my mom always made me. It went from literally wearing sweatpants to I better have nails, lashes, hair. My hair, better, my hair better be blown out. And we turned it into Vanna White style. There you go. And so it was really fun, but. I was always having to dress up and people always wanted to buy my outfits. And because I had worked at Shriner Goods, I knew how to go to market mm-hmm. and I knew what to do. And so I just did. And so we uh, were also the first pawn shop boutique as well. So we became a pawn, sh- pawn shop boutique, right? Um, which um, Gold Cup Life still operates as Gold Cup so Pawn awesome. Shop. So awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So very much in the pawn industry. So your question was how the industry has changed. Yes. Um, and I think there are lots of people, the internet is the way forward, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, you right. got to get on the train or it's taken off from the station. Yeah. And so I have noticed a lot of pawn shops, but I've only been in the pawn shop industry for a few years. Well, but you probably changed the industry too. It's hard to say for, you know, that's hard to say, but I think I've inspired some, some people. I definitely know a few different pawn shops that have taken up live selling because pawn shops truly have the best stuff. And I mean that It's true. You never know what's going to be in there. You can get a great deal. It's going to be less than retail, but they're going to find that thing that you can't find anywhere else. There's always a story behind every piece, too. And I think for people who really appreciate jewelry, art, fashion, as an art, you know, it's It's so fun. fun. It really is. So I think that, I think, you know, a lot, we go to the pawn shop, um, we go to the Texas Pawn Brokers Convention, actually. And we're actually going this weekend, which I can't wait. It's like summer camp for pawn brokers. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's so, it really is so much fun. And, you know, it, the one we go to is, it's really just for mom and pop shops. There's not, we call them big boxes. There's mm-hmm. not a whole lot of big boxes don't go to those because they're not usually Texas centric. Right. And when we first went, it was very, um, there's a lot of close mindedness about a lot of things one about women in pawn that was a big one just really? industry practices that have been just in place for a long time it's a good old boys club it's the oldest industry in the world literally yeah it, that makes sense it yeah. literally is um and it yeah but it's really opened up and in my opinion just over the few years that we've been in it, it's really open opened up and opened up to young people and you're making waves girl I can tell I hope so but you know our big goal for the pawn industry is to break the stigma of course that's number one people I I was afraid of it Mm -hmm. I was terrified I was literally afraid to go to work every day in Kerrville Mm -hmm. at this beautiful beautiful pawn shop that we own it's really is gorgeous yeah you have a beautiful mural on the back well I never thought that but that's because I have a, my stepdad has worked with pawnbrokers and I should ask him he probably is a broker a licensed broker I just don't <laughs> even know he's like a jack of all trades but he does jewelry and he does watches and he's also a general contractor and he's oh, just like a hustler everything a yeah. great hustler um and I have so much respect for him but so he's been talking about pawn shops since I was like eight nine years old They're he knows amazing. people and you know, um, it's a great community, great way to do business. It really is. It really, I, I love pawn. I really do. Interesting. I I would have no idea about pawn like at all. It's, you know what? I didn't either. And I thought whenever my mom bought the pawn shops, I thought that the way that it worked was if I take you my wedding band Mm -hmm. and I need a loan. So you're going to give me 200 bucks, whatever it is. I thought that I, that you're going to put my wedding band in the case immediately. And I had to try and pay it off as fast as I could before someone bought it. Mm. That's what I thought. That it was just out there in the case and hopefully no one buys it before I can come back and pay it off. That is not the case. And you grew up <laughs> in all. it. 
Well, no, I didn't grow up in pawn shops. Well, but I mean, it was kind of in your periphery of. Not so much. I mean, we had, we had, of course, my mother's taken me to plenty of pawn shops to shop, but I was always terrified and I was Mm. never, I never felt comfortable like I do at a thrift store or a garage sale or an antique store Mm -hmm. or Warrington. I feel very comfortable. Like I grew up there. The pawn shops, I was always like, please don't ever come inside. Okay. (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm terrified. Okay. So that's more how I felt about that. So I really had no idea. And of course, your items are safe in the back. They're insured. They're in a vault with a steel door that's a walk-in. Wow. It's, it's, <laughs> it's our second house. <laughs> We're in sync. Y'all are in sync. I love it. It's it's very, it's very, very, very regulated. And so it's it's really, it's not everything I thought it was going to be. It's a million times better. It's amazing. And you've learned a lot. Oh my gosh, yeah. I learned so much. So I was going to say, how have you changed? So we asked hmm. you about how the industry has changed the last couple of years, but... Um, how do you think you've changed or grown in business since yeah. you first got into business and now, now? That's such a loaded question. I, I know. That's, why that's I a hard. <laughs> that's a good one. Keep that one on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, that's such a hard question. I'm not sure. I feel like I um, certainly feel more confident in myself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. before I was literally terrified of, I mean, of my own store. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's been. Um, I think it's been really great for me because fashion is my number one true love deep in my heart it's just in me and I love it and that's what I always wanted to do and so being able to merge the two things that I found that I love mm-hmm. has been really freeing to me um I feel you know my job is very low pressure to me I have so much fun I can't wait my mom always says it she loves that song the vacation song vacation yeah, yeah. no yes. or, you know what I'm talking about I think so yes yeah or it says I love my occupation Every, I can't go to work. I can't wait to go to work because every day is a vacation. It's something like that. Oh, yes. you know I'm, I'm going to Google this. I'm totally butchering it. My mom loves this song, but it's true. It's like every day feels like a vacation because I, that's what, it, right? You yeah. know what I'm yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, because I love that. Cut this out because I'm doing so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always hear from other business owners that they, so many, they have the unique, you know, they love what they do. Yeah. yeah. And really, they feel really passionate about it, So that's great. I do. I do feel that. And so it's very freeing. I feel like I, you know, can't wait to see what's next. I can't wait. I'm always thinking about what might be next. I mean, it's fun. My life is really fun. And yeah. I think I've even seen like I know I don't I know like we kind of, you know, swirl in the same circles of being the small town curvo, but yeah. I've seen you. I remember when you came in for the Shriner Mansion to get married yes. and then seeing you like grown in your profession and your career in the last like four or five years that um, so much more. You're like, yeah, I own this. I'm confident. Yes, I know I what it. I'm doing, and it is just in you through and through. So I'm really excited. To oh, just you're so sweet. The cute <laughs> thing where you're going. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. Well, one of the next steps you already have taken is getting the Tomei Boutique. Yes. Not one now, y'all, but she owns two stores. Two so can you tell us a little stores. about Tomei? So Tomei landed on my lap just in December. Truly, it I had it was not on my horizon. It wasn't anything I was seeking out. But um, Tomasa, the um, the founder of Tomei Boutique, approached me and my mom and said she was ready for a career change. And so my mom was like, "That's perfect. You can move out of my store. <laughs> you can do your own thing, and you can go there because my my mother has the antique store, and I had." She had told me when I moved into the antique store, I could have a small corner of it. And I took over more than half (laughs) of the store. And so that's fair. My mom owns that building. It's her. I was like, okay, that's fair. I'll move out. So Tomei um, took over all of Gold Cup Live's clothing. And it's been really amazing because Tomei was already an established boutique here in Kerrville. Mm -hmm. And um, with Gold Cup Live, um, I tell everyone this, that my 
local following for Gold Cup Live is maybe 15%. Mm-hmm, Everything mm-hmm. else I'm shipping out, it's they do not live in Kerrville. They don't even live close to Kerrville. Right. A lot of them don't live in Texas. I mean, it's just... But they love James Avery, too. And yes. you said you're one of the original James. You are the first James Avery live show. show. Yeah, and I so am. people yeah. come sure from all of the United States. Absolutely. I mean, it's so highly collectible. And so, yes, that's that's been my huge draw mm. for sure. That's my bread and butters, James mm-hmm. Avery. I do purchase James Avery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really love some of their vintage pieces. are too. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah. They are truly, truly phenomenal. So with Tomei, you have you're carrying over the online and so all of yes. So I'm I'm reworking some things over there because I do want to continue my live show over there. So I'll have two live shows. I'll okay. have Gold Cup Live and then Tomei Live. Awesome! Yeah. Can't wait. Yes, which is just. A, most amazing pain in the neck trying to get it all converted over as you can imagine i have to tell everyone right now that i am wearing jeans from tomei that i got this past friday and they fit amazing and let me tell you everybody knows how hard it is to get jeans i went in there her manager was like this is exactly what you need it fits in all the right places it's the right length nobody gets the right length in jeans i'm a short curvy girl and these jeans are amazing they're amazing so I just, I, have to, I mean, thank you. I just have to say, I mean, I, I really love what you're doing over thank there. You. And I'm a big in-person shopper. It's super cute. You should go. It's really, it is a pretty store. So yes. Love in-person shopping. I mean, yes. I was telling um, Catherine that too, that I, even though I do all these live shows, I personally love, like, I love to shop in person. I mean, I love it. And now I get oh, to shop yeah. for a whole store. And I, so I get that. I understand that, that need to come and try things on. But I do want to bring it to the internet a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I try my, I really try really hard. Of course, I want, my my goal is for everything to be size inclusive. That's very, very important to me. Extra small to 3X. um, That's huge. That's really really hard as Mm -hmm. well. I want everyone to know that. When I'm trying to do this, it's really hard. That's probably the hardest part of my job is trying to find um, plus-size clothes that don't look like they're made for children. Mm. I feel like a lot of them are either dowdy or they're frumpy or they have these old prints on them. I'm trying really hard to make it pretty and fun for, again, like you said, like fashion's for everyone. It Every, is. Everyone should have fun. And so I try really hard. Um, like my customers, my Gold Cup Live customers know my body at this point very well. Mm-hmm. Like I tell them, Blatantly, how much I weigh, how tall I am, what my my cup size is, what I typically—I mean, I have to because I'm like this. Is, here's here's me. It's hard to look on a camera and say, "Oh, well, this person's a size," you know. Well, it's so they feel like they know you. Well, yes, I want them to relate. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if I say I'm wearing a size medium in this, you should know, then you can go off of knowing what I look like and what I'm, yeah. I'm telling you my weight and my size and my height and all that is. It's like you're our personal stylist. I'm your personal stylist. It's <laughs> so <laughs> true though. Low-key need that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone does. Let's be real. Everybody yeah. needs that, you know. Well, I'm really glad you said that because I wanted to ask about how your values and your beliefs, how that translates into your business. I think you just so such a great job of like you were touching on inclusivity and positivity yes. and yeah. it's just good business. It's yeah, good business. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that the what I've noticed in fashion is a lot of times it's exclusive and it's hurtful and it makes you feel bad about yourself and that's like that's no way to be. So then people just give up on it. Mm. Yeah. And I I just love I love fashion. I love dressing up. I love clothes. I mean, we my mom always says, "Oh, no surprise. Now we love clothes." Like we it's 
well, every time everyone talks about Tomei, she goes, yeah, Natalie loves clothes. We had to buy her store. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get Natalie the store? Do you feel like that's changing in fashion though? Like people I, yes, are. Absolutely. Because I mean, not, I'm not a, I'm not a petite person. You're not six feet tall. I'm not, well, I'm not tall. I'm five foot two on a good day and I'm very curvy. Same. I'm very curvy. I'm very um, stout. I would say, Yeah. you know, and I'm just not built like. How a model? I'm not. I'm just Or what not. models used to look like. Yeah, what models look like. And, you know, the fashion industry is just, it's very hurtful and it's not fun to go into somewhere and it's like, oh, this stuff doesn't fit me. I cannot imagine a, that being like my day-to-day, like not even wanting to try. And so I want it to be fun and you belong here and you could be a boy or a girl or non-binary and you can come and shop and you can do what you want. And feel good. Feel good and feel pretty and feel cool and get stylish yeah. things that are quality. I mean, it's just it's just for everyone and I don't understand excluding any market at all. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. As a business person, I don't understand that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like we were talking about earlier, having everyone's had that fashion moment. I feel like everyone deserves to feel empowered and Absolutely. confident. Oh, for sure. In like, what they're wearing, you know. So just, it's so great that that exists here in Kerrville. Oh, so. yeah. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. Um, what are some of your ideas and goals for the future? Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I think we were thinking like, uh, so you've already opened your second store. Yes. Yeah. And so I am kind of curious about like, I'm sure you have all kinds of visions and ideas of like, you know, some you can't tell us all, you know, but kind of what some of your bigger goals and, and dreams are for. Absolutely. Well, I would say that one of my big goals is, and I've already named it and I'm happy to talk, I've, I've spoken about it before, is I want to create, excuse me, um, sorry, <laughs> I'm just like knocking into everything. You, and we're hearing we're like, wood. yeah, we hear all kinds of stuff in okay, our perfect. podcast. Oh, we're yeah. low key. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, I would like to do some sort of club for Gold Cup Live. Oh, cool. Where it's, you, you can get a little different access. Love that. And so it's Gold Cup Collective is what I'm mm-hmm. reaching for. And mm. what I really want that to be is you get, you know, you pay a monthly fee, but mm-hmm. you get access to my workouts and here's, you know, me and my trainer, this is what we do. And so you do it with us or here's how my hairstylist does my hair and here's, let's get dressed together and let's do our makeup together Fun. and, you know, and then doing things like, or like, like an bringing, in-store thing, in-store well, events just, or. Yes. In-store events, but also just exclusive things like you can get this coupon or you get first dibs on these things and I know that the James Avery community would appreciate a first dib opportunity Mm -hmm. on things like that and then just you know I could bring in this is just my dream of course collaborating with other brands and other stores and other businesses well designers even just like local places and you know if you you're part of the gold cup collective you get a discount or something like that oh cool and so just something that you don't have to do but you can if you want if you care, you can do it. But we'll see. We'll see where that where that fits. So that's in. that's I love that. Yes, that's one of my dreams. And then I do want to help other pawn shops do what I do. That's one of my find uh, ways to like grow the pawn community. Yeah, to I want to I wanna teach. Sh- yeah, that's pawn awesome. shops how to do do what I do because there's first of all there's enough for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not afraid of a little of someone else doing what I'm doing. There's yeah, totally enough for everyone. And I'm the original. Yeah, <laughs> you're the OG. I'm just teasing. But, um, you know, I want, I don't want the pawn industry to die. I want it to, to flourish. And 
you know, this is something it's, it's really easy. What I've, what I've done, it, it really was me and my sweatpants hopping on and here's what I've got. Do you like it? You can buy it. And each pawn shop has their own flavor and way of doing business. Absolutely. So there is a market for them already. And I love that you want to share it with others. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things we talk about on the show a lot is how as women business owners, like how we bring other people along with us. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's really important to any successful person is not always looking forward, but how you can bring along the people I love that. Um, that are um, trying to do what you do or just how we support other women business owners. Absolutely. So what are some business mantras that you've developed, like little sayings that you have? Oh, like I, I just have one. Okay. I always say, uh, I always make it happen. Love okay, it. I like That's what that. I always say. Whenever yeah, I get a little bit worried about something, like I always make it happen. Yeah. Whatever, it, whatever it needs to be. I love that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a good one because it's like, you know, like, yeah, it's going to it's gonna be fine. Everything's going to work out. Yeah. It always does. Yeah. I always make it happen. Whatever it, whatever it is, it always works out for me. So it has so far. Not any touch wood there. <laughs> but, yeah, I always make it happen. Well, I think it speaks to your character as being, you know, you have a hard work ethic and then you believe in yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And then what are some obstacles or failures even that you've had to overcome? Like some things that you've learned. We, One of the things we've noticed is that a lot of business owners learn. Um, well, we all learn from yeah. our mistakes. We don't just always learn when everything is great and works out all the time. We learn from our things that we want to do better, different. So um, especially being a woman in business, mm-hmm. have you ever encountered things like you know for example I've gotten a lot of like I mean oh I'm short and so I look younger for my age and so you know I think in the beginning people didn't necessarily treat me as seriously Mm. because just because I was short you know it's a little thing a little thing or that might be my own like short person hang up (laughs) I'm a short person too um, (laughs) we're all short people in this this room but could you give me examples of that and like how you've used it as a growth opportunity? I would say that, and this kind of ties back to where there's enough for everyone. And so you can, because 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 what I think is like, I mean, you can, you can go and do exactly what I'm doing, but it may not work out for you mm-hmm. because you're not me and mm-hmm. I'm not you. And so one of the things that I did at the beginning was I took some, I, I watched someone else that did a different live show. They did clothing and I was like, oh, I can do that. I'll do this. And I started kind of mimicking a little bit. I think I was taking maybe too much from what she was doing. And it wasn't my own original thought. And it didn't Mm -hmm. work out for me. The way I was doing what she was doing, it just didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And it did cause a financial loss. Not huge, but enough to be like, ah, dang, that sucked. Yeah. And I kind of had to reset and be like, she's not, you know, I'm not her and she's not me. So I just have to keep, you know, doing what I'm doing because there is the space for community but you also have to stay in your own lane at the same time and so I think yes and so I think that um that was more of you just have to trust yourself and what your people are here for you they love what you do you know and just kind of stay in my kind of stay in my lane a little bit I know that's a little contradictory to it's scary to I mean I get and when I think about like being myself putting myself out there being authentic it's vulnerable it's extremely vulnerable and I definitely have um I still have those moments where I lay in bed at night and go oh my gosh do they hate me am I just am I foolish do I what am I what am I doing here you know everybody of course everyone does that but I I mean I'm just yes I do I totally I still have that a lot um but whenever I just follow my gut and do it 
you know, do what I think I should do and not what someone else is doing, it typically works out for me pretty well. Yeah. And so I think that was just more, you know, trust in my, trust in my own process. And, um, also it's just, it's hard, I think, to accept accolades. I think mm-hmm. any, that's for anyone mm-hmm. and accepting like, oh, people love me and people like this and they're, they're here for me for my show. And cause it's pl- working. Yes. And so I think you just have to be like, yes, they do like you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You have to just, just keep doing it. And they do care about what you have to say. And that, I think that's another Mm-hmm. But that's just, you know, I think every woman just has that, that little self-talk thing that you just have to kind of work through. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. I know, like, when I have, like, post videos and stuff, I'm like, okay, are they going to like it? Mm-hmm. Um, is it high quality enough? No, they're going to hate it. I think one of the videos, it was, like, the mural video. Like, I did a lot of, like, mural videos. Mm-hmm. And there was another mural video that came out from um like a town in casper and i'm like oh my gosh they have like drone shots and everything is so lightedly perfect and this and yes. that and i'm like it's so different it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then i'm like but i'm like but you have your own vision you mm-hmm. have your own way of telling your story of telling the story it's, exactly you know and it fits with the town very well and that's why people like you and that's why you have yeah, done I, fairly I have a lot well. of I have a lot of pep talks. I have to give myself. <laughs> yes. I do. Yeah, same. And I just put myself in the public eye very, very much. And so I'm like, okay, okay, they, they're here. They like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're your friends. Don't worry. They love you. And I yes. have asked, like, my guy friends and business colleagues, like, do they have those same things? And I don't think boys do They so don't much. as much. They don't. Um, and, you know, like, I, I love guys. Love guys. Um, but I just don't think, I think that's something that we've made a lot of steps forward as women and Mm -hmm. women in business is to not second guess ourselves. So thank you for sharing and being so open and honest because I think it encourages and inspires other people to say, Hey, I have those thoughts too, but I can really push through it and Mm -hmm. do it different. And, um, yeah, the guys that I've talked to, they're like, no, I just asked the question. Yeah. No, I just do it. I just, you know, I just go for it. I just go for it. To be a man. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I mean, truly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Allison always likes to ask our final question of kind of our theme of our podcast. Yes. So our, our last question is, how do you do it? Which is kind oh of, <laughs> which is kind of just like an encompassing question of, you know, like, just like, how do you do it basically every single day? So I think number one is I have an amazing, I think unconventional amount of support, mm-hmm. truly my family and my friends truly truly just wholeheartedly support me and whatever it is that I want to do and my mom sometimes is like oh my god are we going to do this and like the purchase of Tomei you know she was just like ah okay we'll do. I was like no I, I want this you know I want to I want to get this store let's make it happen <laughs> yeah uh, it's fine mom it's only money you know <laughs> it's only money yeah it's only money but um w- which it was a lot but you have um, a lot of support. Absolutely. I have a lot of support, and I really, really do love what I do. It's really exciting. I never know if someone's going to bring me a ton of Chanel purses or if I'm just going to have a, a kick-ass sale or a customer is going to send me a picture of them in their outfit, and they're telling me that they love my out, that they love the outfit they got. Or I just never know, and I just I love it, and I love doing business here in Kerrville. And I think that I just really love my life. And that's, you know, I don't dread going to work. And I don't like, oh, please, God, let me stay home today. And maybe I can call in. And I just 
I don't have those feelings like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And so, and of course I have, we have an amazing, amazing staff. I have an assistant I could not live without. Mm-hmm. Truly. I discovered I am one of those people that cannot live without an assistant. Mm-hmm. I am miss type B over here that will not reply to your email and not because I don't want to. <laughs> no, I think support is really, in, it's key to a successful life in business Absolutely. and in your personal life, having yeah. a good support system. Absolutely. And my mom definitely, um, she pushes me a lot too. So having, you know, she doesn't let me stay too. Um, we don't get stale over over a cold cup lag. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We're always moving, and I'm always trying to do something exciting. You know, I want people to engage. And is she your momager? She's my momager. <laughs> she is. She she's is. Like, we definitely have to have her on. Oh my gosh, just she's amazing. She has an amazing story. She really does. She's very. I, I hit the jackpot on parents for sure. I have amazing parents, um, but I think that's how I do it. So oh that's your goodness. advice is believe in yourself more and then Having find a, really a support system. Yeah, yeah, yeah you just really find your people. System. Yeah, for sure. You just find your people. And, you know, I know that for some people it's not always their family. But you just got to – there's always someone, you know, you just got to look for the – you got to look for that person and and just, you know, stick with it. Yeah. And you kind of find that really easily here, like in Kerrville. Yes, yeah. absolutely yeah like when I got um, I like just posted the other day like oh I got my new job and everything and um, <laughs> she's a boss now too <laughs> nah but <laughs> but like all of the people that like commented were people from Kerrville and it was mm-hmm. like most of them are customers or they're on the show or they just know me and there's and it was just really awesome to see like that support and mm-hmm. even one of my bosses um I told him I was like I was really excited that this job was open and I can like stay in Kerrville. And then he's like, really? And he like lives out in San Antonio. I'm like, well, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, why? And I'm like, cause there's amazing people here and I have mm-hmm. an insanely good support system. And, um, and like I have great parents and like, yeah, you know, and I think that's a big part of why I've like why I've done really well like you've done really well like Kerbal's Catherine's amazing. done really well I'm really really grateful I get to raise my family here I feel yeah. like um yeah I mean there's is something about raising it's not really a rural community um we have a friend that likes to call it a micropolis but yeah that's um, what uh, Jeremy likes to call it we it's just um it's just a great place to do business and raise family and Mm-hmm. It's we'll the strangest town in the world. We love talking really about it on the show. Out of Kerrville and the people here, it's amazing. It's not a, it's not a normal small town. Yeah, it's not. Means. We yeah. talk about living in Kerrville a lot and on the show, and then um, yeah, and like why do we like living in small towns and all of that. And I was just telling one of my coworkers today because she thought she thinks it's cool that I'm like I know so many people and mm-hmm. I'm very well integrated. And I've only been here for two years and. It's like, yeah, it kind of feels like Stars Hollow on Gil- like on Gilmore Girls, <laughs> you know. But you know, by and I told her I was like, I kind of wish, but I kind of wish that Taylor Dosey was like here because I feel like he would actually get stuff done. Um, if you know about Gilmore Girls, then no, I love Gilmore amazing. Girls. I haven't watched that in a million years, but I love it. That's <laughs> well, we can't wait to see all the good things that come in the next couple years for you and your businesses yes, and we'll see. you know I'll continue to support you Thank I can't you. wait for your next in-store event and everybody should definitely go check it out Thank yeah you. I really need to stop by please, please. or go to a live show that can watch too. it live you can choose local pickup I can ship it to you <laughs> we can do all the things we'll make it happen <laughs> do all of the things we can do all the things very business savvy over here <laughs> yeah 
Well, thank you for sharing oh, your time and talents with us. It means a lot. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes. Truly. All right. And I think. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Join us again every Wednesday for a new episode of How We Do It. Find us on Story Garden Co. for more exclusive content. Also, a big thank you to the Kerr County Lead for producing the show and for Pike and Plow Brewing for letting us use the space. See you next Wednesday.